Ladies and gentlemen, let us take a moment to talk about our sponsors. Buck and Boomer are part of the CBJ Artillery Podcast Network, and we're sponsored by High Bank Distillery, some of the best spirits not only in Columbus, but in the entire country. Award-winning spirits. Probably the best vodka I've ever had in my life. Barrel Proof has won multiple awards. They're located in Grandview, across from the Grandview Yard, or they got a new location out in the New, new Albany, Gahanna area. Check them both out. New Albany, you'll probably run into Jordan, CEO of the artillery. Gahanna, you might seem passed out in the parking lot. In Grandview, you may run into me picking up another bottle of uh, high bank vodka because it's little boomer tested, little boomer approved. And then when you're done drinking your spirits at high bank, go check out the new parlay down in the short North arena district. What is it? Over a hundred TVs come January 1st. We're going to have live betting in the whole nine yards. Yeah, place place looks great. Can't wait. Cannot wait. I think eventually we're going to have to set up a watch party with them. But if you yeah, don't want to go to Parlay, and you want to go to a game artillery at the end of at the end of December, so yeah. yeah. And if you decide uh, you don't want to go watch games on TV, you want to go and be in the arena. Use the code CBJA on SeatGeek to save twenty dollars off your first purchase, and then create a new email address. Use it again, save $20 on your second purchase, and so on, and so on, and so on. Now, we didn't tell you to do that. That's what I do. Shut up and sit down. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bucket and Boomer. I believe this is episode 24. We made it all the way to two dozen. I'm your co-host, The Little Boomer, and tonight in the studio, we got Bucket Hat Kyle. How you doing, Bucket Hat Kyle? What's up? Thank you for hosting tonight since my voice is going in and out. I, I am not doing well over here. Yeah, you got a little crazy at the uh, Kings game last night and may have lost your voice when Marchenko scored his first <laughs> NHL goal. That game was nuts, dude. That was such a fun game last night. Dude, we could see you dancing across the arena. I'm just sitting there pointing at you, waiting for you to notice me. Uh, it was so good, man. That goal was awesome. It was just a great night overall. It, it was a hell of a roller coaster. It was, but it ended on a good note. Hell also yeah. joining us tonight, we got Big Booner, CBJ. Formerly known as Zach Bonnet Bulls. How you doing, Zach? What's poppin', boys and girls? Uh, butt chug your high banks. We're doing great. So what's the <laughs> over-under tonight? Uh, I've just got a six-pack. Oh, I'll take the over. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll kill a six-pack. Oh, yeah. I'll take that in five and a half. Oh, boy. Maybe I need to start drinking beer. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's it why like you, sounds like this. It sounds like you need some tea with a little bit of honey and lemon in it. Ooh. Or, or uh, barrel proof with a uh, spoonful of honey in it. You know what? Actually, that is a phenomenal idea. I'm going to pour one of those drinks right now as you set up the first segment here, Boomer. <laughs> so as Bucket Hat Kyle hits the mute button to go self-medicate, we're just going to jump right into it tonight, boys and girls, because it was a long week. It was an up and down week. It was a Jekyll and Hyde week. Insert whatever phrase you want to use but we had four games 
two of them were a blast. Two of them sucked ass. So with that being said, let's just jump right into it. Tuesday, December 6th, we go to Pittsburgh and play the fucking Tuxedo Chickens. Game starts out really fast and hot. Johnny Hockey scores at exactly one minute into the game. And it was literally downhill the rest of the way. What, what do you think, Zach? How far downhill did we travel? Uh, I mean, recently with this team, shit rolls downhill fast, and that's exactly what it did. Yeah, I mean, um, the only amazing thing really in that game is the fact that not only did Johnny Hockey score one minute into the game, but that was his ninth goal of the season and his first goal not in Nationwide Arena. Yeah, and uh, when it's been at Nationwide, it's only been on that one side of the ice. Now he has one on the other end now. Yeah, yeah. He has seven goals on the shoot twice side at Nationwide Arena, one goal on the shoot once, and one goal in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and it, it's crazy because it seemed like he's been a little bit quiet for what we've expected, but he's currently at 31 points in 27 games. So yeah, he, He's he, on pace for like 95 points right now, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. even when you're not hearing his name every night for a goal, he's still managing to whip out a, an apple or two. What was he at seven seven games now? Eight game point streak. Uh, uh, he snapped his point up. streak. Oh, did he snap it with the Calgary game? Uh yeah, yeah. But he still has, I think it was eleven points in his last six games or something like that. Yeah, I mean, for all the ups and downs, he has been one of the biggest up. He's been phenomenal all year. Yeah, I I agree with. Uh, with I don't know I don't remember which one he two just said it, but it seems like he hasn't he's been pretty quiet. But like the the numbers he's been putting up though suggest otherwise. He's still one of the best players in the league, and we're seeing that. Um, Line is kind of sneaking up on us a little bit too here with how good he's been the last few games. But I know he's really has been just IR so good all fire. Yeah, he really did. I agree with that. Especially I mean he started what his first game back was in Winnipeg, right? He had two goals. Yeah, because, I mean, we were talking about Bimmer getting sent back to Cleveland because he had four points in seven games. And before that Winnipeg game, Line a had four points in eight games. And right. then he's came out this week and just shut us all up. Yeah, he sure did. He looked really good last night, too. We'll get to that. Yeah. But the, the rest of the downhill battle in that Pittsburgh game was uh, Brian Russ got a goal. Sidney Crosby, our nemesis, got two goals. And then Teddy Bluger got his first goal of the season, making the final score four to one. Um, literally after the first minute, it was just a miserable game to watch on TV. I'm, five power I, plays, man. Five power plays over five. That's that's just and then, you know, last night, how many did they have last night? I, I keep jumping to last night, but they went two for three last night. Like you were yeah. talking about the Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Uh, it's it's just pretty wild with this power play, and certain players too. You like in this game, I was I was surprised Roslovic didn't get scratched uh, against uh, the Sabers the next night, but uh, and then all of a sudden he like just turns it on. I, it just doesn't make any sense how up and down they are. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically what I've been saying all year. Whenever we're there, it's like I don't understand this team. Like one night they look like world beaters. The next night, yeah. they look like they've never played hockey. Yeah, and it's, yeah. What it, what it, what do you think it is? What do you attest that to? I mean, I I personally think it's coaching. I think that's what it comes down to. You have to have the guys ready to go every single night. 
And and you got to kind of look at the captain, I think, as well. He has to make sure the guy's ready to play, too. Yeah, Yarmo I mean, slipping cocaine in the Gatorade bottles. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what the answer is because, you know, we've had games where we said, you know, the defense plays better in front of this goalie and not as good in front of that goalie. But we've had, we've had duds with both goalies in net. We've had good games with both goalies in net. So, honestly, at this point, I don't know what the hell it is. But it does look like they're finally starting to figure out who they are now. The, the lines are finally starting to come into place. No, We're not playing the, yeah. the old torts blender anymore. It looks like that Goudreau is going to play with Boone Jenner and Gus Nyquist. It looks like Patty and Rosledick have found something. And then having a speedy winger like Chinnikov on the other side – we got a second line that's starting to put something together. And I think then I kind of missed all of that. Is that is so? Is now Line A and Gaudreau not? They're not playing together anymore, right? No, Line is no. on the second line. Yeah, the last two that's, games they've put uh, Line A back with Rosselvik on the second line. That's and what then, we've been asking for. Yep, and now we've built this kid line on the third line, and it looks like Cole Sillinger is going to center Marchenko and uh, KJ, which those three. I mean, KJ and Marchenko just have a chemistry. Those two, it's like they can read each other's minds. That was and was that Kent Johnson on the assist last night to Marchenko's goal? Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely nutty. Yeah, that was so beautiful, man. That extra pass that actually worked out for once, you know. Yeah, and it's just you know we're finally starting, and you know I was listening to Bobby Max uh, Monday Mailbag today, and you know he said the same thing is you know if you can get consistency from your top two lines. Now it makes it tougher on the other team to match up with you on a faceoff because you right. don't have to just stop Goudreau in line A and then come out and score on the other three lines. Now you got to worry about Goudreau on the first line. You got to worry about line A on the third line. You got to worry about the kids starting to get chemistry on the third line. And then you pray for the fourth line and Sean Corrales punches you in the mouth. Yeah, that's that line that Corrales, Olivier, and uh, I don't know who else is on that line. But Robinson. 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 I think that's. I've been seeing a lot of Robinson people about Robinson saying that he shouldn't be playing as much as he does. I couldn't disagree anymore. I think that he has brought a vital part uh, piece of this team. Also, that relationship that he has with Goudreau, that's not to be taken for granted. Yeah, and, and Robinson brings a lot of speed to that that PK. I mean, he plays that front position on the PK, and there's other guys that would get scratched. You know, his, his – Five on five is not as good as some of the other guys, but the speed that he has and the make the the makeup is the fact that on the PK he is a pest. Mm-hmm. He is truly, yeah. I agree with that. So let's uh, I, uh, let's. Oh, oh, go ahead, Zach. Sorry, I was gonna say just real quick. I uh, tweeted out last night. I'm just loving that we're seeing some aggression from this team after finally starting to find an identity. It's uh, a little more hard nosed than what we thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah I I agree with that 100. I I think that I think Branson has really started to come into it. If I if I'm not mistaken, and and Olivier is just that presence, but. Branson with the physicality and how he's playing the how he's playing defense right now has really impressed me recently. Yeah, a lot of people were just expecting him to come in here and be a fighter, and that's not what he came in here for. What what I love to watch with Good Branson is when we get the puck out of the corner and our forwards take off. If someone decides to stay back, Good Branson usually buries them. Yeah, yeah, as he should. 
Now, I know a lot of people have a problem with the contract, and, you know, $4 million times four is a lot for a guy like that. But what he's turned into the last month starts to look like that guy that we were trying to get from Calgary. He's finally found his niche and has found his role and is starting to earn that money. Yes, I agree. Let's move on to Wednesday, December 7th. Do we have to? <laughs> you know, we might as well. We, we should we might probably as well. talk about it. Because, you know, as much as it sucked, we had a chance at watching history. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. I, I If you listen to 32 Thoughts, Merrick and, and Friedman talked about this too, where, mm-hmm. like, you, you got to give the guy – you got to give Tage Thompson. For those of you who don't know, uh, Wednesday on the – December 7th, 9-4 loss to the Sabres. Uh, what, Tage Thompson had five goals or four in the first period? Four, four in the goals first in the first 12 period. minutes and 38 seconds. The second yeah. fastest four goals to start a game in NHL history. Which is nuts. Just nuts. Like, Tage Thompson, we kind of knew he was going to be pretty good, but he just has exploded like crazy this season. And then 100% came out, came out like had a coming out party against the Blue Jackets. Uh Four in the first period is unbelievable. This that is, is actually we're just his sitting there, second, We were just sitting there in shock. This is his second six-point game of the season. That's insane. It is insane how all of a sudden this guy is, is a force to be reckoned with in the league. Crazy. Yeah, he is the fastest, smoothest six-foot-six guy I've ever seen in my life, or six-eight, however tall he is. He's humongous, and he, and he glides shot. like he's six-foot. Yeah, and that that's uh, that one that one time was disgusting. Like, absolutely filthy. No chance. Uh, this it's game. Were Were you at this one, Zach? I know Kyle was. I don't remember who I, all was there. Uh, no, I was not. You were not. Okay, because I know I know Kyle was there. It, at the end of the first intermission, let's just go over the first period real quick. Dylan Cousins got the scoring started. Tage Thompson decided to drop four on us. Um. Peyton Krabs got his first goal of the season, and then Alex Tuck went ahead and got a goal while he was at it. And the first period ended six to nothing. Yeah. Oh, and, God. I mean, Corpy, Corpy started the game, gave up three goals on four shots, and got pulled. And then Elvis came in, played the rest of the first in the second period, and then Corpy ended up coming back and playing the third. But we're talking six nothing at the end of one. We all go out at intermission, and we're just laughing because – if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. <laughs> and like yeah. literally, remember we were going to the smoking section and mm-hmm. they were stopping everybody. Are you leaving or are you smoking? Because people <laughs> were leaving at the first intermission. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, six goals, man. That's, I mean, in droves they were leaving. Pretty wild. It was just a pretty wild thing to be a part of. And we're at the, at the I mean, at a certain point you're like, hoping that this guy scores that many goals because then you'll be able to witness it. You'll be one of the people that were there to witness yeah. it. Cause we're, so we're like almost cheering for Buffalo. At a right. Well, at because- the first intermission, we're out there and everybody's on their phones. We're like, what's the record for the most goals in a game? Right. Turned out it was seven. Yeah. Um, and it was from, what, 1920 or 1917? Yeah, it's been a, like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, hell yeah, we, you know, we might. We might get to see history because what the hell is going to stop this guy from scoring four more of this period? And uh, so we come back in, you know, we sit down for the second period. There's seats everywhere. You pretty much sit wherever you want. So the whole gang just kind of congregated in one section. And we're just making jokes. We're laughing the whole time. <laughs> and then we decide, hey, we're going to play some hockey. 
And Patty goes out and gets a goal, which was his fifth of the year. Gus goes out and gets a goal, which was his fifth of the year. And, you know, it's 6-2. Hey, we got our Arby's fries. We got our half-off pizza. Let's get some chili. So we're like, we're ready to get back into this. And then Buffalo By God, we got our chili. Yeah. yeah, then Buffalo scores three more. And so now it's 9-2 to two at the second intermission. And then literally half the arena left at the second intermission. And yeah. you know, we're all contemplating, should we leave? And I'm like, hell no. I want to watch history. <laughs> yeah, and then what? He got – Tage Thompson got, what, three three or four three, minutes of ice Three time minutes and 42 seconds in the third period. And uh, so in the third, you know, Patty scores another one to get his six, and Gus scores another one to get his six. I do appreciate Patty and Gus still playing and showing up. Yeah. Um, four goals. That's two right. Deep. They both had two. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the game ends, shots on goal. Shots we only had, rally. Shots yeah, rally. we're going to get into that. that. Game oh ends, shots on goal <laughs> are 24 to 30. So they mm. scored nine goals on 30 shots. Yeah, not a good night for the old no, goaltender. It no. was uh, – so what was it? It was it was uh, Corpy started and then got pulled for Elvis, and then Elvis got pulled again for Corpy. Isn't that what yeah. happened? Elvis yeah. gave uh, – Corpy <laughs> gave up three goals on four shots. And like maybe four minutes into the game, four and a half minutes into the game, he gets yanked. Elvis comes in, and I think what was it? Elvis ended up. Uh, he gave up six goals on twenty-one shots. So they bring Corpy back out in the third, and Corpy plays spectacular and stops all five shots because Buffalo quit trying. But we do not, and I repeat, we do not have a goalie issue. Yeah, there was there were multiple issues in that game, and goalie was one of them. Oh my! Actually, God. goalie was two of them. <laughs> That's yes. I got. I was just sitting at home. Goalie is two of them. <laughs> I was just sitting at home cheering for draft position. <laughs> <laughs> but to touch on the Sean Corrali night, oh my Sean Corrali picked up four two-minute penalties. And they mm. gave game misconduct with 11.49 to go. So he ended up with a total of 18 penalty minutes on the score sheet. And so literally, that's the only way his name made the score sheet. That that man really loves playing for this team, and it is very evident. I mean, what the the way that he the way that he was just so pissed off that they were getting their asses kicked like that is there's something like romantic about that i think with the team in a way you know what i mean i don't know oh, it's, absolutely it's just, i mean we're getting our yeah. teeth kicked in and you can still see the fire inside this guy i mean he was embarrassed oh yeah you yeah he was pissed oh my god I'm, i yeah the way he took that personally how they were getting their asses kicked it was it was it was refreshing i think i i love sean Crowley. i hope he i hope he's here for the for a long time because if I remember right, he got two minutes for something. Then he got two minutes for something. And then he got two two-minuters at the same time for four minutes. And then they finally, in the third, they just threw his ass out. They're like, you're done. Yeah, they said, get the hell you're, out of you're here. Done. You're, you're <laughs> done. And then Moria had won a meet and greet with Moira. Sean Crowley that night. Or Moria. She had won a meet and greet with Sean Crowley that night. And she was freaking out. She's like, I want to do well, this on a different It got rescheduled. <laughs> They moved it to the next game. <laughs> they rescheduled it. Yeah, they did. That is right. Yeah. So, but you know, as yeah, they say, funny, I mean, hey, but we love to see the fight. Yeah, but as they say, burn the tape and go to the next one. <laughs>
because you know that was Mr. Hyde. Well, now Dr. Jekyll showed up, and Friday, December 9th, we play the Calgary Flames. Calgary. Johnny Gaudreau's old team. So, you know, we were all expecting Johnny to just show up and show out. Me and you both predicted hat tricks. Hell, I had him playing goalie. And uh, Yeah, he didn't do bad, though, right? He had well, he did not get on the score sheet, but he uh, – Oh, okay. He, he didn't play bad. They just – they were zeroing in on him. They weren't going to let him beat him. Sure, and yeah, in the yeah. process, they forgot about everybody else. So, scoring got started with Patrick Line, who got his seventh of the year, 62 seconds into the game. And then Eric Robinson got his third of the year. And uh, we're 2 nothing after two. And then Michael Stone, who I've never heard of, so do not confuse him with Michael Scarn from The Office. Um, he made it 2-1 with about two minutes to go. And then after multiple empty net attempts, because they pulled a goalie with about five minutes, Sean Corrales redeems himself from the night before, or the two nights before, and hits the empty netter with about 24 seconds remaining to seal the deal. And that was his seventh of the season. Am I wrong when I say that this is probably the worst empty net team in the league? Yeah. They they ha- they cannot hit an empty net. Like for yeah, any give reason. it to Blankenberg or Gus, and everybody and their brother misses that thing by two inches to two feet. Now, that is a really hard shot. I will give them that. Like, that is, that is such a tough shot under pressure. You're, like, doing the thing. You think at least one? I mean, one did go in. That was the that was the bouncing puck from Corral in this game. I think. Yeah, it just bounced and took a right turn, Clyde, and went in the net. Yeah. Have Love you ever seen a puck. slower shot on an empty netter? No, no, that thing they was were half a mile. About, I'm sitting there going, no, 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 yeah, because it looked like they were the defenders trying to chase it down, and you're like, he's he's going to beat it, he's going to beat it, and it just barely slid across the line. I don't even know if it made it all the way to the back to the net. It was so slow. It's like cheering on a snail race. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was but a great that, curling shot. Yeah, but in that game, uh, Corpusalo starts the game because we were all wondering who was going to start after the Buffalo debacle. And uh, Corpy gets the start. He stops all 12 shots he sees in the first period. And then he doesn't come back out for the second. Turns out he headed back to the IR with discomfort in his hip. So Elvis came out and played the second and third period and stopped 19 of 20 shots. Not a bad game from either guy. I mean, he's actually, is he on IR? I thought he was just day to day. No, he's officially on IR now. They they placed him on IR when they called Jet Greaves up. So right, I'm but yeah, I mean, I missed that. Yeah, Elvis comes in absolutely cold and uh, plays the last two periods and stops 19 out of 20. And yeah, I was yeah. joking because you know if it stayed zero, Corpy would have got the win. But he had to let one in, so he was on the ice when it was, you know, one to one. And <laughs> that way, that way, the game-winning goal went in when he was the goalie, so he could get the W. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he did it on purpose. Now, now both goalies played really, really well in that game. Just sucks to see Corpy go down again. I mean, make yeah, sure. yeah, they did. Uh, that that stupid hit, I man. I feel like that I was stupid hit. What's that? Yeah, and it's that's ominous. And I I think that he he may not get 
traded because of this now, right? I don't know that he was going to get traded anyways, but we've talked about Corpy trades for, yeah, and I, uh, for a few I, years now, and it's never panned out. Right, and I think, you know, right now with all three of these goalies, their lack ability to just claim the net and make it their own, I mean, really you can't afford to get rid of any one of them because none of them are consistent enough to play every day. That and the fact that we're right. only paying Corpy a million dollars right now, it uh, – Pretty See, that's, value. That's the scary part. That low salary might be enticing to somebody who wants to shore up their goalie depth to make a playoff run. Because if you got a crappy backup goalie and you can get a Corpy for a third or fourth round pick and you only got to pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars because his contract's so low to finish the season, you know, a team like L.A. who just sent Cal Peterson down, they waived him and nobody picked him up because he's got a $5 million salary. So a guy right. like Corby might look real, real nice behind Jonathan Quick come playoff time. Yeah, that's a good point. I yeah, we'll see. I I hope it's not. I hope nothing. I sure, hope I not. haven't heard any rumors this time, but yeah, there's an the only sure, time will tell. Well, sure, hope not because I bought my wife the Corby basket that comes with the meet and greet. The meet and greet mm-hmm. is on March 11th. The trade deadline is March 3rd. <laughs> I think you'll be all right. So while we're crossed. talking. While we're talking about shitty goalies, should we go ahead and get into this next game? The next game? Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I want to preface this next game, Sunday, December 11th, against the LA Kings. Uh, During last week's episode, what did you predict, Zach? Uh, A goalie battle. You did. You predicted 0-1 to CBJ. Hell, yeah. I I did, yeah. Which is exactly what the score was in overtime. (laughs) I mean... He wasn't entirely wrong, right? I, I did predict an overtime game. Just Yeah, actually, I was if, close because I predicted 5-4 overtime, so I was right yeah. in there. If you remove 10 goals, I was right. <laughs> well, like I said, this was either going to make you look like a genius or an idiot. You decide. <laughs> but I did predict that Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin were going to run a train on us. So You, you did predict that. You I were just hoping that. that because of your fantasy team anyways. I don't have Tage Thompson. Fuck you, Nuttle. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nuttle. Jesus. Like his team yeah, would be more overpowered anyways. And Nuttle left Tage Thompson on the bench that night he played us. That's right. That's right. I was so happy because I was playing him. That's right. Two, two of the leagues I'm in, the owners of Tage Thompson had him on the bench that night. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, anyway, getting into this L.A. game uh, Sunday night or last night for those of you that are with us Monday. 6-5, overtime win. We are not going to call this a spectacular goalie performance from anybody. Sure wasn't. Nope. No. No. Uh, the highlights of this game. Kirill Marchenko started off the scoring with his first NHL goal. Go, Kyle. First take, many. It from here. take it from first here. First of many. Kid looks incredible. I mean, I think he looks really good for for being – I mean, in Traverse City, when I talked to him a little bit up there, uh, he was talking about how then he was still, like, still obviously just getting used to the ice and, and the different sizes of it. And for him to be from there back then in September to now in December – having this much improvement, not only on the ice, but also his English has gotten so much better too. Like he's, he's really working uh, to, to get better in all fields and it's really showing, but that goal last night, that pass from Kent Johnson uh, to Marchenko was just so silky smooth. I went nuts. I lost my voice because of it. I went insane. 
And that was can, can like confirm. The, can confirm. That was only the first goal of the night, I think. And I, I had lost my voice after the first goal. So it is well, what funny, it is. But well, the funny yeah. part was, is you know, we all know I sit in one eleven, and you and Jordan were over in one oh six, and you guys also yeah. had tickets in one sixteen. <laughs> we um, should have didn't use any of them. <laughs> but when when Marchinko scored, I just stared at you. I didn't even stare at the ice because I was just watching you <laughs> have your moment. I can't believe they didn't put you on the big screen. Oh, and so I was funny. telling I was telling Mrs. Boomer, I'm like, look, Kyle is living his best life. <laughs> and you know, yeah, we're talking, I, I, turn, I turn my head and I turn back over. You guys are gone. You're gone. Yeah, we so came like, right over to you. I'm yeah, like Kyle and Jordan are on their way. Yep, Kyle yeah. and Jordan are on their way. <laughs> That's right. And we never left those seats the rest of the night. We did. We had four tickets last night. Didn't use a single one of them. Well, you could have sat anywhere you wanted with a whopping 9,100 in the arena Sunday night. Yeah, they missed a really, really good game. Uh, Boone got his 10th, right? So now he's leading the team now, yeah? Yep. Boone uh, Boone tipped in. Well, here's the interesting part. Of that. Boone tipped one in on a Jack Rosselvick shot. And that put us up 2-0 after one. And then the second period just kind of went nuts. And in that second period, Kopitar scores for L.A., Lazat scores for L.A., and then Patty gets number eight for us. Anderson Dolan scores for L.A., and then Jack Roslick scores on a shorty and then immediately scores on a power play goal, too, to get his second and third goals of the season. We go up 5-3 after two. Jack yeah, Roslick, who has struggled all year, has finally found something with Patrick Line on his line. I mean, just Absolutely. like we took over for Boone last year, there's something weird between Jack and Patty that I can't explain, but the two of them work together. Yeah. Um, yeah, very well. Just, just a fun fact, Jack Rosovic still has yet to score five on five. His first one was a breakaway <laughs> shorthanded. Oh, man. Yeah, that's funny. I, so, so he's got two shorties and a power play goal? Correct. I'll take two shorties and a power play goal over three five-on-five goals. Because our special teams have been so horrible for years. If he can score on special teams, he can stay here. He's just got to do it more consistently. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, so anyway, so we go from a 2-0 game after one to a 5-3 game after two. And then Kopitar and Kempe score to make it 5-5 at the end of regulation. This game was a fucking roller coaster, boys. Yeah, it was fun, man. I mean, you kind of knew us sitting there. You kind of knew once, uh, like, L.A. scored. You kind of knew that it was going to come back and, and the Blue Jackets were going to push. It was, it was amazing watching, truly watching the momentum go back and forth, like, with, with each goal scored. It was it was fun to watch. I love that they fought back, too, the, the Blue Jackets, that they didn't just lay down after after that. They, they fought back and played really well last night. And another big shout-out to the 9,100 that showed up because the crowd was more into that game than some of the games I've seen with 15-plus thousand people in there. Yeah, I agree. So. And a even bigger shout-out to Kevin Fiala for handling oh, we're getting ready. Game. We're getting ready to get to that because after five-on-five, five, you got to go play a little overtime. And in overtime, Johnny fucking hockey scores the OT winner. Or does he? Huh? Or or does he? Because for those of you that didn't see this, Patrick Line comes down the left side, makes a move, and puts a shot, and somehow Jonathan Quick blocked it. Well, off the block, it hit Johnny Gaudreau in the hand, which you can't 
pass the puck forward with your hand. But Kevin Fiala, honorary CBJ, game winner, stops the puck, taps it into Jonathan Quick's stick, and then it goes back into the goal. So because the defender touched it, the hand doesn't matter anymore. So they sent it to, to Toronto, and we had to wait two and a half, three minutes, and then they finally said, good goal, and we got to hear the cannon again. Yeah, that was cool. People were, like, walking up the, the stairs to leave. We're all like, stop, stop, stop. We don't know if it's good or not. There might be more hockey. Like, right, Toronto's going to screw us. Yeah, Toronto's yeah, going like, to screw us again. 100% thought that was coming back. That would have been really sad. 614 rule, 614 rule. <laughs> right, yeah, for real. Oh, I'm so glad that it turned out the way it did. But that game was the highlight of our power play because we had zero power play goals this week until we played L.A. And Boone tipped one in and – Russell that got one, so we went two for three on the power play. Uh, we stopped both L.A. power plays, so they were 0 for 2. <coughs> Once again, shots on goal, CBJ 26, L.A. 38. So there's that big upper That's 30s shots. number. You know, Calgary got 32. Buffalo had 30. Pittsburgh had 34. So we're talking 130 shots on goal this freaking week. Yeah, and I mean – and that's there's a lot of blocked shots coming too. I feel like there's a lot of blocked shots from the Blue Jackets as well. So that number, yeah, because it, it seems like the shot attempts are always twice as high as the actual shots on goal. For sure, yeah, I agree. Yeah, interesting. And going back to to what Friday, uh, the Calgary game, zero for seven on the power play, man. That's just yeah. that's just not acceptable, right? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, right. the, the, and, going all week and then and then doing that is insane. Did you see the video I tagged you in on Twitter because we were trying to figure out why in the hell Johnny Gaudreau was cross-checking somebody? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He guy. got he speared got in the nuts, right? He got speared by Victor Arvidsson. He, like, tripped him going onto the bench like he fell into the door. And then a few minutes later, he just cross-checks the fuck out of Arvidsson. <laughs> Goes down and then, like, he almost starts a fight. And we're all like, what the hell just happened over there? Right. Was, like, we missed yeah. the first part of that. Okay, now this makes sense. This was yeah. the same game that we had the late hit from Cole Sellinger that almost started a fight, right? Yeah, yeah. Cole Sellinger with a late hit, had a little scrum. I watched Cole Sellinger and Jake Christensen both get punched in the face a couple times. I love it. I love it. I mean, but, I, look, man, the best the best teams that we've seen play a little dirty. Boston, Pittsburgh, I mean, they kind of do some questionable shit that they might get a penalty for, but it's going to get under the skin of the other team, and it works. Clearly. Minnesota last year. Yeah. That's exactly what I was talking about when I said I love this or love this aggression. Yeah, I mean, this is what makes a game like this fun. I mean, 6-5 is fun because you're seeing a bunch of goals. I mean, it sucks yeah. that you're seeing five go into your own net, you know. But putting six in their net's fun. You know, we get to experience another overtime winner, which is, what, number three this year? And yeah. just the, the scrums and the little cheap shots, that's the stuff that you don't see on TV because it happens behind the play, and that's the right. stuff that makes live hockey – so much better than watching it on TV. Absolutely, yeah. So that's why you use your seat geek code and come hang out with us. That's right. CBJA for those of you. CBJA. That's right. And we're not so, telling you to, to create more emails and, and do it multiple times, but but you if know, you do, it's worth, it, it's worth exploring. But if you do, it works. I'm just you telling you that. Can, but you have to put may, on in disguise at home. Yes. Yeah. You have to put on in disguise. Yep. Just turn your camera off. Put a piece of tape over your camera. You'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. But uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, stuff that's happened here recently. Um, When Corpusalo went on the IR, they brought Jet Greaves up to back up this last game. 
and then they immediately sent Jet Greaves back down and brought Daniel Daniels Daniel Tarasov back up. Um, they left Tarasov in Cleveland because they wanted him to get an extra start in Hershey, get that playing time. Because when he originally went down, he was had a he had tweaked something, so he only played two games when he was back down in Cleveland, and now they're bringing him back up. And I mean, three games this week, all on the road. It's a good chance we'll see Tarasov in one of those games, I believe, because yeah, absolutely. You know, Elvis has been, you know, our goalies have been getting pulled left and right, so there's a good chance we see both goalies this week. I absolutely yeah, you, agree with that, and the goal, the goaltending in general, uh, has just not been great. So I, I would have liked to kind of see Jet um, get a little time up here. I mean, the overall save percentage uh, of the team right now is is eight eighty nine. Um, as a whole, that right now, Daniil Tarasov is, is nine a nine one two say percentage. Elvis is at an eight six two, and Corpy eight six two, and Corpy is at a nine oh three. So it's just it's mediocre and below average goaltending yeah. right now. So they need to shake something up because the average in the league is what nine two six nine two eight something like that. Uh, I I'd have to look. You're it's probably close to that. I, would yeah, I think yeah. Merrick Merrick had mentioned it on thirty two thoughts. I think it was either nine two six or nine two eight's the average. So okay, all three of them are below average. So, but then this just came out today. Brad Larson is sick and will not be traveling with the team to Florida. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I mean, I feel like everyone. I'm sick. Shannon I just got sick, over being sick. You were yeah. It's. Something's happening. It's just a ch- it's like a, just a chest cold in the golf, though. It's not like yeah. anything crazy. I'm sure that's what he's dealing with. Yeah. And, uh, well, the funny thing was in his press conference, he had said something about uh, the biggest victory they had was he uh, – because the illness has been going crazy through the CBJ locker room. <laughs> the big, biggest victory was that the medical staff gave him a clean bill of health, and then yeah, the next yeah. day he's told he can't travel because he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, one good way to look at this is we'll get a good look at our future interim head coach in Pascal Benson. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I knew somebody was going to say it. Larson's not going anywhere this season. There's no point in firing him. There's there is no point in, right now to fire him at this point. There there's not, but I'd still like to see it. I mean, we've also we've we've established the fact that you know we're we're not in retool mode. We're in rebuild mode. Clearly, so, yeah. I don't. They tried. Honestly, I don't see him going anywhere next year either. And goddamn, I, I Adam Fantilli's going to look good in red, white, and blue. I don't know. We keep winning two out of four. We're going to be just high enough. We don't get him. Yeah, well, I, I think Bedard's out of the question, right? You guys have given up on that. Uh, the only way we get Bedard's, we win the lottery, and I don't think Batman will let us win the lottery. No, they'll we're freeze. not close to never win the lottery. They'll they'll wait the ping pong balls they'll freeze the envelopes whatever it'll take they ain't gonna let us have but or or maybe or maybe this will be the year where he's like all right Columbus can have it like let's let him get Bedard and Goudreau in line and let's see what they can do right that's exactly what Gary Bettman will say (laughs) let's see or like we always do in February we'll lose every game but two or we'll go on a streak in March and win every game but two just enough to make a sixth so I don't know. We'll just wait and see how that one plays out. But yeah, for sure, it's very interesting. But yeah, it looks like Pascal Vincent will be uh, running the bench in Florida tomorrow, and probably Tampa Bay two days later. And we'll see if Lars rejoins them for the Boston game or not. But now here's a topic that I want to touch on because we all heard 
Jordan's rant on the artillery pod last Wednesday. And this is the first time we've been together to talk about it since it was announced that the Columbus Blue Jackets have moved the start time of their New Year's Eve game to 1 p.m. to accommodate the OSU playoff game. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Let's go with you first, Zach. I'm curious where you sit on this. So I know I kind of differ from you on this. I'm a giant college football guy, not just an Ohio State guy. I mean, Saturdays I sit down and watch 10 to 12 games. Um, oh, Jesus. For, yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it sucks that the organization's kind of taking a step back to let a college team play, but at the same time they're not going to be losing ticket sales because of it. Um, it's nice for me because I'll get a chance to watch both games rather than flipping back and forth. But I think it all just comes down to money. Well, of course it does. Yeah, it all it's a it, it's a business. It all comes down to money. I don't have any problem with it. <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people having serious issues with it. I didn't have any dog in the fight besides like being a Blue Jackets fan. But Boomer, before you get started, I know that you have like a <laughs> you had plans and everything. But just say my piece. I I truly don't have a problem with them moving the game it's it's makes it easier on a lot of fans of both teams to watch both games like myself um instead of you know they're one of the back-to-back now basically is that what it is and and yeah, they'll be at one o'clock other. and eight o'clock okay yeah so i i have no issue with it i don't think it's going to change attendance or, or viewership one way or the other the people that wanted to watch the blue jackets game are going to watch the blue jackets game whether it was at seven o'clock or one o'clock that's my opinion but are they? Because I still yeah. haven't decided if I'm going to fucking go now. I'm so pissed off about this. See, that's I. I, I may boycott I can because you because you put. I doubt it. Come on. If you boycott us, send me your tickets. <laughs> right, this, we and Zach will go. And, right. and well, the, the whole the whole money issue. We're playing Chicago. Chicago's coming. Their fans are coming. Yeah. This just means we would have had more Chicago ticket sales than CBJ ticket sales. They would have had a lot more people because there'd been a lot more seats. Cause they don't give a crap about a high state football. And my biggest problem with this is last year, we didn't have a new year's Eve game. We had a new year's day game and like the new year's Eve game. We usually have one every year and it's a big party. You go to the game, you go to our bar after, you know, I already had my plan set, you know, Going to the game at seven, going to our bar after I'm ringing in the new year. I was going to get a hotel. The wife already bought a new outfit, so she's not happy. Like we had our day set. And then the professional team in Columbus bows down yeah. to the college team. Of course they did. The, the university is worth way more money. It is professional at this but, point. And it's, it's not even, even – but here's the thing is – it's not a home game. It's not like all the people are going to go to the game. It's not a home game. Why are we changing what we do in the city for a game that's being played in fucking Atlanta, Georgia? Because everybody's going to nobody, – nobody would go to the game. They, they'd watch the Ohio State game instead. It makes a lot of sense. You have to put butts in seats. You can't say and, nobody because that's where you're wrong. Because if I have to rank a, okay. my fandom, if I have to rank my fandom, I am a Blue Jackets fan first. Everything else is second. I mean, I love my Browns. I've been a Browns fan since I was in the second grade. I love my Indians slash Guardians. I'm a crew fan. I'm an Ohio State fan. You know, I love my Cavs. I love my teams. But if I'm ranking my teams, 
the jackets come first, period. Sure. I don't give a fuck where high state plays, when they play. If the Blue Jackets are playing at the same time, they're playing in the same fucking building. I'm going to go to the Blue Jackets game. I just, yeah. and, and, you know, and then it comes back to the whole thing. They say, oh, Gene Smith won't let us have an outdoor game. Well, here's the other thing with that. Why the fuck's it Gene Smith's decision? That is a state institution that our state tax money fucking pays for. That's my building. I own more of that building than he does. And he's willing to let them play a playoff game in that building in the middle of the fucking winter. Well, Gene Smith pays taxes too. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. So it's uh, you know he okay, pays so we, well. where we own so we own equal shares. Sure, yeah. uh, he makes a ridiculous way. amount of because, money, so he's in a higher tax bracket. So, uh, well, and here's sucks. the well, here's the other thing. He's a fucking state employee because he works for that university. So I pay his fucking salary too. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Because the highest paid state Is that employee. How that works? Yes, the highest paid okay. state employee in the state of Ohio is Ryan Day. That makes sense. Because it is a but state university. But it doesn't university. make sense, actually. That's really so they stupid. are considered state employees. <laughs> but the fact that a professional team bowed down to a team that backed into a fucking playoff game. Oh, that doesn't matter. It matters who's going to watch the game. You know that. People, it, 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 benef- it benefits the Blue Jackets. For them to move it. it, it benefits the organization and most of the fans that want to watch both. Now you're a unique situation. I will give you that. But Shannon can wear her outfit to the Ohio State game at, at night. We'll go. We'll go have is a she going, time at the Is Blue she Jackets going with game. you and Danny? Because I'm not going to watch that fucking game. I'm boycotting the motherfucker. We're going to go what? to our bar afterwards and watch the Ohio State game. You're not going to have a choice. I Let's honestly, I don't it. know if I'm going to either game now. Oh man, no way. Yeah, I, I'm literally, dude. I'm, I'm pissed. I had I think, my fucking plan set. I my know plans you did, were made. But... I've been playing in my New Year's game since the schedule come out because we didn't get one last year. Yeah. And if I have to pick between the Blue Jackets and the Buckeyes, I'm picking the Blue Jackets every time. I know a lot of the people at that stadium don't do that. I know there's a lot of Blue Jackets fans that they prefer a high state over the Blue Jackets, but I don't. And I'm spending the same fucking money everyone else is, if not more. And they just fucked up my entire weekend. Okay, Boomer. Not your name, the other meaning. But let's think about it this way. <laughs> All right. Um, first off, first off, Junior, I'm a fucking Gen Xer, so call me Boomer again. I'll jump through this fucking computer. Um, but or like your the- ass will walk back from Cleveland Sunday. Ooh. The, uh, ooh, sorry. Uh, but the home game against Pittsburgh, how it was a majority of Pittsburgh fans, if they didn't move that game, it was going to feel the same way against Chicago. I agree. I think it, it makes the it makes the organization look better as a whole. And, and I think it, was I think the it right makes move. the organization look fucking subordinate. Submissive. I don't think so. It's, it's quite They say might as well put not a ball gag in Stinger's fucking costume. It makes them look like second fiddle to a fucking college. Because they are. And they they always will be until they take a fucking stand. They will but that's not gonna bring you more fans by taking a stand. It's gonna lose you fans. It'll bring you more diehards. For sure. I agree with that, but that's that's quality over quantity and the and when it's about butts and seats, it's qual it's quantity over quality at that in that instance. So I it, it just makes sense. End up hurting their fucking quality. 
Yeah, and most I, of people I don't that, disagree with you. Most of the people that aren't season ticket holders in that building are either first time attendants or people that are like, "Hey, we've got nothing going on today. Let's go to a game. It's twenty bucks." Right. I just think yeah, it makes I agree. Them look like a bunch of little bitches is what I think. I think it makes them look like a bunch of little bitches bowing down to a fucking college that basically they have a little brother syndrome to. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the viewership speaks for itself, and and the money, the billions, the, the billions of dollars that Ohio State is worth, compared to the yeah. maybe a hundred million that the Blue Jackets are worth, it just it, it does. It, the money talks, man. And, but I don't think that the money. How I honest to God, how's the ticket sales going to be any difference? Because if you do that game at fucking seven o'clock, it's a sellout because Chicago comes. It probably won't be a sellout now because they're not coming at one o'clock in the afternoon. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe they will. Drive. These motherfuckers are going to leave at five o'clock in the morning just for puck drop. Four o'clock if think, they want to go to our bar. I think Chicago is is almost like Pittsburgh though, where there's a lot of implants here, and there's a lot of the call is coming from what's with inside from inside the house. You know what I mean? Like there's. Tons of Chicago fans here in Columbus that probably shouldn't be here. Yeah, so implants here are all going to be at the game. It's like Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. It, there's a lot of them here. For sure. Uh, yeah. For me personally, it just sucks. It makes me not. Absol- no, I get that. Not I, like OSU totally fan. I mean, I, I am an OSU fan, but it just it puts a fucking burr in my ass that. Yeah. I I get it. I'll never feel different, and I don't care. I don't care if it's the right fucking call or not. It's just this game was set the day the fucking schedule came out in July. And because they lucked into the fucking playoffs, we're going to cater to them. It makes them look like a bunch of little bitches. We're going to get that SWAT guy uh, dominatrix outfit and put a ball (laughs) gag on Stinger for New Year's Eve. I love it. He's going to put a saddle on him. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to lose my shit. I just ain't happy. I'm not happy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably change my mind 30 more times between now and then. Twice a day, I'll change my mind as to what I'm doing on New Year's Eve. I'll, I'll be drunk somewhere. I promise you I'll that. I'll be bar. drunk somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. I'll uh, see you at our bar. Anyway, let's change, the, <laughs> let's change the tone here. Let's, let's play a game. I got a game for you guys this week. Okay. Um, Elaine Shercliffe gave me this idea the week that she was on with me and Mr. Neff. And we're going to do a CPJ Twitter defensive draft. We are going to build a six-player defense from CBJ Twitter. So we're going to do a snake draft. And we're just going to pick Twitter followers or friends of ours on Twitter that we want in our six-person Defensive Should we team. just do top four? Do we know that? I don't know that many people on Twitter. Oh, dude, you have like <laughs> 30,000 followers. Yeah, that's fair. All you got to do is get your phone out, look at your followers, and pick from them. All right. I'm with it. So, all right. Let me hit the – I got the random generator hooked up here. Let me see who's going to go first. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I got it set up. I got me, Kyle, Zach. And – Fuck yeah, I got the first pick. Nice. Yeah, so we'll do snake draft. It's going to go me, Kyle, Zach, and then Zach, Kyle, me. So with the first pick in the 2022 CBJ Twitter draft, 
The little bloomer, the little boomers. I even fucked up my own name. The little boomers select CBJ Finn. I'm going to take Juliet because one, she's Finnish and knows how to skate. Two, she played hockey before. And three, I've seen her angry. All right. Fair enough. I love it. Uh, Okay. All right. My turn. Yep. Are you writing this down? I'm actually grabbing a pen as we talk. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so with the second pick, the bucket hats, uh, take um, Marcus Stevenson. <laughs> you take Sorry, I had to laugh. Marcus Stevenson. He follows me, yeah. Tell, tell us who that is, because I know who it is. Uh, he work, Yeah, he's uh, he works for the team, but uh, a brick wall on defense. Would love it. Yeah, back skates like a champ. So he's he's on my top top pairing for sure. All right, Zach, you're gonna take your first and second round pick. So uh first we're going with uh Warpat. He's guys oh, like six Warpat. foot four, lanky, he's got range. Uh I think he's just gonna poke check like a beast. Yeah, he's probably frankly gonna poke. He, he's gonna chirp nice as hell. He uh he's gonna kill him <laughs> with kindness. It's it's gonna be weird. Um, okay. and then with my second pick, we're going to take Big Rig Duster, aka Alex Nuttle. Uh, <laughs> also plays hockey, and uh, I also really want Tage Thompson, so please send them to me. <laughs> I love it. All right, Kyle, and with your second pick, uh, my second pick, I'm gonna go with uh, Matt Roby. Uh, he's He's one of my buddies that also follows me on Twitter, but he also is a defenseman for a beer league. So I just think that he knows how to do defensive stuff. All right. So now the little boomers with the second pick in the inaugural 2022 CBJ Twitter defensive draft. I take the hat wearing llama also known as Usher Jim. Because you're not going to fuck with Usher Jim in a game. Love it. Now, with my third pick, who do I want with my third pick? Uh, You know what? I'm going to take Bjork Swag. Because if Owen can't beat you, he'll kill you at the Haunted Hoochie. And if he can't kill you at the haunted hoochie, he'll get you high enough you can't function. Hell yeah! Owen also played high school hockey. Yes, he did. No, did he really? Who was your second pick again, Kyle? Uh, Roby, just Roby. Roby. Yeah. Okay. So with your third pick, who do oh, the bucket have? With uh, with uh, yeah, it was my third, my third defenseman. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Michael Neff. Michael Neff. That was my next pick. <laughs> uh, Michael Neff will um, will play defense. Just he has like two sticks: his his luscious <clears throat> locks of hair, and also his stick, and then also the hockey stick. Nice. All right, Zach, your third round pick. Uh, since you went and stole or stole Bjork swag from me, we're gonna go with uh, Valkyrie Ward. 
uh, roller derby girl. Uh, we're going to get her Nicole? out there. Yeah, we're going to get Nicola here to lay the body. That's going to be our enforcer. Nice. That was going to be my secret six pick. Ah, so with your fourth round pick, low. who do you take? Oh, shit. Uh, my fourth round pick, we're going to go with William, that one CBGA fan. Uh, kid's 14 years old, but he's also six foot three. Uh, I, I just feel like he can move and lay the body on some guys. Nice. So this brings it back to the bucket hats for their fourth round pick. Um, yeah. So my fourth pick, I'm going to take the other Finnish CBJ fan, Sila. You take Sila. Yep. Who also probably knows how to skate, but only because I only assume that because she's Finnish. Uh, I feel like she would also just beat somebody's ass in a fight. Like she totally has, I'll beat your ass vibes. I love it. Nice. Well, with my fourth pick, the little boomers are going to select the Danny Smith for one reason and one reason only. So we can distract coach bucket hat Kyle. Is Is this the second time he's taken? Would you like a, would you like a speed? Would you like a, Celebratory speech from Danny Smith. <laughs> oh, now going into the fifth round, we got to get our third defensive pair. I am going to take CBJ fan seventy-eight, our no, also known as our friend Eddie, because Eddie is a big guy like myself with a beard and just gives me David Savard vibes. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, I, I have to – fuck, I don't know who I'm picking next. Oh, yeah, I do. All right. So the bucket hats will take who in the fourth round? Who, who was your last pick? I took Eddie, CBJ fan, 78. Oh, yeah, Eddie's great. Um, With my – I don't think he – does it count if he's a smoking section, buddy? Does no he have more. a Twitter? He might. I think he does. Okay. Angry John. Damn it, that was my last pick. Yeah. Because he does Angry. not have a Twitter, but I was going off the board. Angry John would just would just kill everybody with his words the whole time. He wouldn't even have to be on the ice very much. He would just be. You know, we'd never get Warinsky back if he's on your team. That's correct. Yeah, damn straight. All right, Zach, who are you taking in the fifth round of your CBJ defensive fan draft? Am I, am I going back to back here again? You're going back to back. You're going to finish your team here oh, okay. with pick five and six. With pick five, we are going to go with the Grand Reverend Rodriguez. Nice. Rodriguez, nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with my final pick, uh, declare us as his fourth favorite team. So, officially a member of CBJ Twitter. Boo. We Thank are going nasty. with Paul Bizonet. Boo. Nice. No way to sneak one in there. Oh, my God. Sixth overall. What a fucking steal. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, he's just running the whole fucking thing. If we're doing it that way, then I'm taking Felino. <laughs> does Felino have a Twitter? He's on Boston he Twitter now. Ah. Ah. I'm taking Voracek then. We're uh, taking Jacoby. Jacoby. With my last pick of the – is this my sixth? This is your sixth. I am taking the one – the only Jeffrey Svoboda. Take a Svoboda, <laughs> Jackets Insider. Jackets Insider to go against 
the other Jackets outsider. A.K.A. backup, 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 backup goalie. Yeah, he'd be a good goalie for us. Love it. See, now I got a dilemma here because I got to fill my sixth spot. I'm wondering, do I take my stepson, C.B. Jacob, who just kills you with his confidence? Or do I take Mrs. Little Boomer because I've seen her pissed off? Oh, yep, Mrs. Yeah. Little Boomer for the win. Taking Mrs. Yeah. Little Boomer. She uh, she said she'd uh, go through a murder trial before she goes through a divorce. So, and that's exactly what I thought <laughs> when I decided to pick her because I have been warned we will go through a murder trial before either one goes through another divorce. So the teams look like this: the little boomers have Juliet, our Finnish fan, Usher, Jim, Bjorkswag, the Danny Smith, Big Eddie, and Mrs. Little Boomer. The Bucket Hats have Marcus Stevenson, Matt Roby, Mike Neff, Sila, Angry John, and Jeff Sabota. Zach took Warpat, Alex Nuttall, Valkyrie Nicole, that CBJ fan one William, the Reverend Rodriguez, and Biz 2.0, which is kind of a dirty Ooh. pick. Nobody took hey, Jordan. Hey, hey. Well, obviously. But, <laughs> hey, he, he claimed himself as a CBJ fan, so it's fair game. Well, uh, see, he did that day, and then he was a little hesitant on the pod. That's because wearing a reverse retro by Buffalo. So. No, I think those are some pretty solid decors. Well, well put, well put. I mean, I mean if that, we got to make some more call ups because we have you know mm-hmm. another seventeen injuries, we might get to one of them. Yeah, we'll see. So. All right. Well, moving on from the CBJ fan draft, let's go into our Sunday plans, boys. Are we doing anything do Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I think my schedule is pretty clear right now. Oh, wait, it might no, just be a lazy day around the house. Yeah. Or, or you may have seen us promoting our buddy Sir Yacht from the last episode, who's going to be wearing a bullseye on the ice at the Cleveland Monsters game Sunday for the teddy bear toss. So we've decided to take the crew north. Myself, Bucket Hat Kyle, Big Booner, and Michael Neff are going to meet up in Cleveland for the teddy bear toss. And Neff secured us seats right behind the visitor's bench. How cool is that? Yeah, I can't it's, wait, dude. I, I am very excited for this. Uh, Neff, was, Neff was very cool in getting those tickets for us uh, behind, the, behind the bench. But I can't wait to throw, like, rocks and shit at, at certain not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean for everyone that hits Sir Yacht, they're going to donate extra money to the Cleveland Food Bank. That's See, right. They yeah, never, I'm very excited. They never said we're not allowed to dip the teddy bears in water and put them in a freezer. <laughs> right. Yeah, why, why not bring a frozen teddy bear and throw it right out? So make sure you use hashtag Yeet Yacht for charity. Yeet Yacht. Um, yeah, someone going to tweet that out because I don't even know. Was that Yeet? Like Y-E-E-T? Correct, yacht? yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and I, uh, I already made it a point that my main goal sitting behind the visitor bench is talk shit until I get hit by an AHL player and get paid a little amount of money. Well, you better be careful because we're playing Lavelle, so you might get hit. Mm, yeah, you might. You probably will get hit just for existing. Even. <laughs> I, I just want a payout. If the guy that Ty Domi beat the shit out of can get a payout, I can get a little bit from an AHL player. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I just want to see you get punched in the mouth. 
I don't have the Same. right parts to be a wag, so if I can get my ass beat by an AHL player, hey, you never know. Out, you it. never know nowadays, you know. Yeah, so any of you that are listening to this this week, uh, definitely get a hold of us if you're going to be up there. Our plan is we're going to get up in the morning, drive up, get to Cleveland around noon, and just hang out downtown around the arena and, you know, just do our normal pregame and then head over for the game. Hopefully we're throwing teddy bears at Sir Yacht. We come out with another W, see some of our prospects play, and uh, maybe is hang out. Is this BYOT? Is this BYOTB? It, it is BYOT. So okay. we'll have to stop and get teddy bears on the way. Bring your own teddy. I love it. Do I bring the cooler full of water and ice? <laughs> I'm you not trying to. Look, you don't put I it in the tailgate. Wanna... We ain't fucking up the leather. <laughs> put one in his tailgate? Is that what you just said? <laughs> That's what I heard, yeah. Uh, sure. I'm going I'm to borrow Stinger's ball gag for you. Oh, my God. You'd like that. <laughs> They're just going to turn a stinger inside out. But no, I mean, ah. dude, that's going to be so fun because Saturday up in Cleveland, you you actually get the trifecta Saturday. Uh, the Browns game's on Saturday. So they have a Monsters game and then a Browns game and then a Cavs game. So they got the trifecta Saturday. And then we get the Teddy Bear Talk Sunday. So Cleveland's going to be bumping this weekend. Well, yeah. I know you guys. I Cleveland, I could – I'd rather be in Cincinnati, but it should be a fun time. Yeah, and the fact that Neff's going to be here, you know, it's always a good time when you hook up with Michael Neff. Yeah, yeah, we did. We got to do a whole week in Finland with Michael Neff, so that was an experience for sure. After watching the game on Sunday, don't you think half of Cleveland's players would also rather be in Cincinnati? Uh, they'd probably rather be in a massage parlor. At least one of them. I think, I think <laughs> a lot of them would rather play with Joe Burrow than Deshaun Watson. But that's not a conversation for this podcast. If you could play with Deshaun Watson two years ago, it's, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. But anyway, if you're going to the Teddy Bear Toss game, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I'm Little Boomer CBJ, and we have at Kyle's Artillery, at Big Booner CBJ, and at Michael Neff 44. Um, if you hit us up on one of our personals, We'll definitely try to meet up when we're in Cleveland and have a couple pops before we head over to the arena or at the arena or after the game. Or road sodas on the way. Negative. We can't it's say that out loud. It's Mrs. not a Boomer. container if it's empty container. Mrs. Stop Boomer right looks to this. <laughs> Honey, we're not going to be drinking on the way up, I swear. Mm-mm. We sure Cross are. Just fingers, on the way right? back. So, anyway, while we're talking about Cleveland, let's talk about some of the prospects that have came up and down this season to kind of give our uh, grades of how they performed with the CBJ. So, looking at some of the guys that are currently still playing with the roster, let's start with Marcus Bjork. What do you think about Marcus Bjork, Kyle? Uh, I think he's been playing well. I give him a B minus. What do you think, Zach? A uh, solid offensive defenseman. I gotta agree with Kyle and go B minus. So I think I'll go just straight B, if not maybe a B plus. The fact that he's been quarterback in both power plays shows he's a lot better than I ever thought he was. At the same time, who else could do that on a roster right now with the injuries we have? Yeah, but very uh, few teams does the same guy quarterback both PPs. 
yeah. I think I think uh, uh, Gavrikov has has what it takes to do that. I he has he has been a little bit too. He's been a lot more offensive offensive recently. That's because he's in a contract year and about to test free agency. <laughs> oh no, he's about to get traded, buddy. <laughs> and then test free agency. Yeah, he's not going to last through the deadline. So Marcus Bjork, we got B minus, B minus, and B. We'll just call it a B minus. So we'll go with you this time, Zach. Uh, where are you at on Tim Bernie? Uh, so Tim Bernie, if you just watch the small things that he does, it's incredible to see a player on this team actually play decent defense. Which is funny um, because he was an offensive defenseman in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, like, even the clip from last night, him stopping a puck from getting to Elvis in that scramble in front of the net in the third, um, he's just been playing really solid defense, and he's been playing hard on the body, hard on the puck. It's great. I'm going to have to go A-minus on Tim Bernie. Really? Nice. What do you think, Kyle? Wow. Uh, I think that Brad Larson is going to have a really hard decision when when all these defensemen start getting healthy again. I agree. Um, I, I agree with Zach, though. I, I mean, I, I'd say, like, B minus B. Um, I I haven't noticed him as much, but I think that's a good thing when it comes Which to defensemen. He has been making a, a very bunch of good mistakes, thing with so. the defenders when you don't know they're out there. Yeah, for sure, and which is great. Uh, did he score a goal recently? Did he get a goal? He didn't. Score. I don't think I don't think he's got one yet. Bjork's got two, but Bernie doesn't have one yet. Yeah, I think he's coming. Uh, but yeah, I think he's been solid. I mean, that's all I can say, which is great. Yeah, I agree with both of you. He's been a pleasant surprise um, when we saw defenders just going down like the Titanic to start the season and watching these guys get called up one by one and get their opportunity. A guy like Tim Bernie has really performed at a high level the last two years in Cleveland. So to see him get his shot this year and just take full advantage of it, I mean, the Bjorks and the Bernies are going to make decisions hard. I mean, they'll probably be the ones that do end up going back down when everybody comes back. But not everybody's coming back this year. So they're going to still have opportunities. And same thing, him being unnoticeable most of the game is not a bad thing for a defender. So I'm right there at that B range as well. So if we go B minus, B, A minus, well, looks like Bjork and Bernie are both going to sit about a B for the Buck and Boomer show. And with the depth at right D, do we look at possibly an Adam Bokefist trade coming into the deadline with your check coming up and then the prospects of Bjork and Bernie? I guess, but like then you're looking at you're, you're looking at the same thing you got for for Ryan Murray, right? Six round pick. Is it worth giving him away for a six round pick? I I don't know. Especially as young is, as he is. I think a guy like Boquist makes a prospect like Carson Coleman's more expendable. Yeah, maybe. I'd like to see what Coleman's can do here before we even talk about that. But uh, we're going to add one more player I forgot to put on the list here before we get to the next one. Uh, Jake Christensen. Yeah. What do you think about Jake Christensen since he came back up this time, Kyle? Uh, he's looked, he's looked good. I, I, he's looked all right. Made some mistakes. They all have made mistakes. I think my grades are too high for all of them. They'd be winning way more games if they were all playing that well. But, um, I, Christensen, I'll give him a, a C. I think he's been all right. I mean, I can't, there's really nothing to, to note. I don't think. Right. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Um, He's been playing okay offensively, but his lapses have been really bad. Uh, just 
defensive misjudgments like uh, coming up to chase a puck when it's going to get passed away and end up on a breakout or just easy gives up or give ups not fighting it as well on the board. So I'm going to have to go a D plus. See, I'm probably right there in that C range too. I mean, he hasn't been horrible, but he hasn't been great. He's been average, which C's are average. But I think uh, the reason I look at him as average is because there was a spark last year that I just don't see this year. When he came up last yeah. year, he made an impact in a couple of the first games he played. And then that's kind of the guy I was expecting to see and kind of curious why he wasn't one of the first ones to come up. And, well, now we know why. So I would go C as well. So we'll put him right there about a C, C minus. And then one other defender, Zach's favorite, the Seattle Kraken legend, Gavin Bayreuther. So we'll start with you on this one, Zach. So, I I don't know why we even bother keeping Bumruther on this team. Um, admittedly, he has more. been better. He has been better this year than he was last year. Um, last year it looked like all of Zach Wierenski's worst clips in one player. Uh, <laughs> God, don't hold it, back. Keep going. I'm loving this. It's so bad. Um cannot keep a hold of a puck along the boards, cannot control a pass whatsoever. Everything bounces off of him. Like, it looks are, like are you're you, watching Are you just going to straight up give him an F? Uh, we're going Z. But, Z? Uh, it, Bro, I was expecting Z, way no, lower. No, 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 Z. Oh, Z. Z. It's, yeah. As in uh, zebra. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it looks like you're playing NHL 23 with somebody that just got the game and has never played NHL before in their life. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why he's anywhere other than Europe. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay. I so, got so I got so, so Kyle, uh, Zach gives him I, a Z. Where are you going? Geez, brutal. Not that bad. Uh, I did get so frustrated with him at one point during the season at a game where I stood up and yelled, go back to juniors, you fucking bum. Yes, you uh, did. Word for word. Yeah, I was so pissed. But – uh, I yeah, I'd give him like a D minus a D. I whatever. He's not been good. It, it just hasn't been good. He's not. I don't think he's going to be on this team much longer. Yeah, I think there's a reason why he's a healthy scratch behind some of these other youngsters, and I think there's a reason why he hasn't been sat, sent back to Cleveland. And the and reason, reason why is, Seattle returned him. The the reason that he's not in Cleveland is because we're letting these other guys grow and play and get the minute. And he's like playing a limited Scott Harrington role now. Like he's, he's the eighth guy on a seventh man on a seven man deep roster. Right. And uh, he hasn't made as many bonehead plays as last year, but he's still always out of position. And I, like I said, there's a reason why he's the one that's not playing on either team. So, I'm right there at that C minus D level as well. So if we average it out with a C minus, a D, and a Z, yeah. um, I'm saying we're probably at a D plus. So I'm going to skip your guy again. I'm going to save him for last, Kyle. Right. But uh, let's talk about Carson Meyer, who got called up, played a few games, and then disappeared. Yeah, so. he was good while he was here. A lot of fire. Well, um, technically, he's still here. Uh, is he scratched? Yeah, he's been scratched the last two or three. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if he if he stays up here, cool. Um, I I think he brings a lot of edge to the game. I don't know about IQ or positioning or anything like that. I, I haven't paid too much attention to him, to be honest. But I, I think that he's definitely noticeable when it comes to his energy. Uh, that's one thing I can say about him, for sure. So you land where with your grade? Oh, uh, I'd say C, right in the middle, C. Zach? He hasn't scored, right? He hasn't scored since he came no. back up? Has not. Or any assists, like any anything on the, any points at all? Uh, I think he does have one or two assists. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Zach. Um, I, I'm just going to say I've hardly noticed when he's been in the lineup, which can be a good thing and a bad thing, especially for a forward. So I'm just going to go ahead and toss him at a flat C. Yeah, same. Not enough Reason. sample size, four games. Yeah, and, and those four no games, points. he's averaging about six or seven minutes a game, if that. Eight, eight and a half minutes average time on ice for those four games this season. It's just, I don't know. I expected <laughs> a lot more. This was a guy I was pulling for from the beginning because he had a great camp and he had a great preseason and he bulked up. He did all the little things they asked him to do and he looked great in the preseason and he's yeah. been great up in Cleveland. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just they're not using him right here or he's just not getting the opportunity or. He's, you know, that prototypical 4A player, too good for the minors, but not good enough for the big show. I uh, just overall was so happy when he got called up, but just been disappointed because we haven't seen him. He, he's here, but he's always scratched. And, he, you know, he's not getting a healthy sample size when he's here. So I'm going to say I think we'll get it. I think he'll get more of an opportunity. Truly, I do. I, I just don't. I don't. It may not be this season. It probably will be this season. I who knows? I, I just think that he needs more of a sample size. Yeah, I think we're one injury away from him playing big minutes. But with the little amount of time we've seen, I got to go see because he he hasn't screwed up, but he hasn't done anything either. So he's been average. For sure. Um, I just want to say, you guys go ahead and take these next couple without me. I'm going to mute and run to the bathroom. Cool. All right. Well, we'll go to the next one. Trey Fix Wolanski. Where are you at with Trey Fix Wolanski, who was up here yeah. and uh, got sent back down? Got called up here after scoring 14 points in four games in Cleveland. Yeah, same same deal with him. Uh, four games played, same as Carson. Um, zero point, zero goals, zero says zero points, and a in a zero plus minus. Uh, he averaged about 10 minutes while he was here per game, so pretty high. Yeah, he on got a little bit of time but... on the second line when he was up here. Yeah, for sure. Injuries played a part in that, but he didn't. I I give him like a D plus. He he was kind of he didn't really do anything while he was here, especially on the second line. You have to produce. Uh, I don't care how new you are, you have to produce, and he didn't. So it's I'd give him a D plus, C minus. Yeah, he was very unnoticeable when he was out there. I mean, just yeah. just just another body taking up space. Um, didn't do anything to impress me. Didn't do anything to make me just go, wow, that guy should be here. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you. D plus, C minus, somewhere on that level. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I and I was one. Of, I was a guy a few years ago that was um, when I first started with the artillery. He was still he was in the system. What four mm -hmm. years ago? Yeah, he's, he's been, been, he's been in the years. system for a while. Uh, I watching him play at the Silver City tournament a few years ago, and and just him playing in Cleveland. He has a really good uh, shot. I always thought he did. It just hasn't panned <laughs> out yet. But it's only been four games. I, I this season, I think that he'll. He'll be okay as well. Yeah, the rotating up and down to avoid waivers has kind of screwed some of these guys too because they don't get a actual sure. size. They get just enough that they don't have to go on waivers. 
but they know what they they know what the deal is. You get a certain amount of games to prove what you can do, and if you don't prove what you can do, then you don't. Then somebody else gets the opportunity, and it is what it is. Right. Well, speaking of not proving what you can do, that's going to lead us into Brendan Gons. Um, he yeah, was called just, up earlier this year, and you know he's a guy that can play wing or center, and uh, looks really good up in Cleveland, and a uh, lot bigger than he was last year, but. Uh, just didn't do much when he was here. I think he got one assist. Um, flies around, you know, big, quick guy, just doesn't finish. Yeah, uh, what, five games played, one assist, minus one. Yeah. Uh, and he averaged ten and a half minutes, so he's getting time as well, you know. Yeah. 52 total minutes and, and one assist. And he's more of a hustle guy, I think. He's more of one of the physicality guys, right? He's, he's Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a fourth-line grinder or third-line grinder. Like For your sure. checking yeah. line or your grinding line. He kind of reminds me of Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner, if he would without as much skill. And I that's, think. that's actually and, a great my, comparison. He's a poor man's Boone Jenner. Right there we go. Yeah, but that's I'll retrieve Boone yeah. Jenner. <laughs> you get you get your opportunities, and I'll give him a what did, did you give him a grade? I'm at like C minus. C minus. I'll I'll agree with you. On D plus. C minus. Yeah. yeah. None to write home about. All right, then we'll go to my favorite prospect, and then we'll hit your <laughs> favorite prospect. Sounds great. So I'll let you go first with Emil Bemstrom. Bemstrom. Uh, we're, geez. I was actually surprised that he got sent down. I know the whole contract and waivers thing um, definitely played a part. Seven games, four points uh, this season. He he looked good while he was here, averaged almost 13 minutes of ice time uh, in those seven games. I, I, I'd give him a, a, a C plus, uh, B minus. I, I think that he was okay. He was good. He, he showed a lot of signs of improvement and that he was making a lot better decisions, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely decision, looked promising. Yeah, decision-making way, way better. Uh, just the confidence and swagger a lot better. Um, defensively, a hell of a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, overall, you know, he found his shot again. And uh, actually, was I was really surprised that he didn't get a – bigger sample size because he didn't do nothing to not deserve it this time. Right. So, I mean, when he was here, I'm going to put him at a B plus. Um, Cause I feel like, you know, at one point he had four points in seven games and everyone loved Patty. He had four points in eight games. So he was up there with the big dogs. He just yeah. didn't get double shifted like the other guys. So I personally yeah. think he was at a B plus before he got sent back down. I I'm, Kind of on the same page as you there. Uh, he defensively stepped up in an incredible way. And, I mean, there is even people posting his defensive stats beforehand. He was one of our def best defensive forwards when we had him here, and he credited Torts for that. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, offensively, he's trying to show what he can do. Four points in seven games, that's not something to kind of slouch at. Right. So I'm going to have to agree with you and go B+. Plus. Okay. Well, let's get into our last one, and you just take the lead on this one. You know who we're going to talk about, Kyle. Introduce your boy and tell us what you think. Uh, Kirill Marchenko, yeah. Um, he, he's he been good. I, I Again, the sample size, it just hasn't been enough games. He's only played four games. Uh, he's averaging almost 12 minutes a game. He's been all right. He You know, he scored last night for the first time. Um, he's got one point now because of it. And I, I, he's been in the right place, making the right decisions. Uh, he's got how many shots on goal? Um, 
he has only well, I guess only four shots on goal, so not not a ton, but uh, I I give him a, a C. I'll give him an A, a C plus. We'll give him C that. Plus. Yeah. Zach, tell us about Kirill. Um, so yeah, kind of like Kyle said, really small sample size, four games played, one goal in four games. That's his only point. Uh, but one of the things I do look at more, like I've said with almost every prospect we've talked about, is his two-way game. Um, he's been really smart on pucks. Uh yeah. hasn't really given up anything bad. Uh so yeah, and he's yeah, big and I'm physical gonna... can knock guys off the puck. He goes and gets the puck from guys. Like it, it doesn't yeah. he you know what I mean? When he reaches around or whatever, when he's up on a board, he he wins the puck because he's a big dude that that knows how to use the body against the boards. That's the difference between like him and Shinikov or KJ. He's a 22 year old rookie, so he's a bigger yeah. guy. Played right. He's he played against the men in the KHL. Yeah, he can use his size instead of just his speed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna have to go B minus. Okay. See, this is this one I'm kind of on the fence with. Because if you watch him on the puck, he's really good on the puck. He's really good up against another body because he doesn't shy away, and he is big and physical. Um, but if you noticed him in, you know, in the neutral zone, when they're going from offense to defense or defense to offense, there's times where he just looks lost in the neutral zone. I don't know if it's a language thing or a system thing or what, but there's times that he just looks lost. But with that being said, the confidence that this guy had in the last game after getting that goal was like a light bulb turned on. Oh yeah, I think I don't think he stopped smiling when after he scored that goal. The whole rest of the game he scored in the first period, the first, second, third period, he just smiled. Like even when he was on the ice skating ride, he was just smiling. Because <laughs> you go from the Calgary game, I noticed there were times in the neutral zone. Like I said, he just looked lost. Looked like he had no clue. And then he gets that goal to start off that L.A. game. And then this guy was just a completely different player in the L.A. game than he was the Calgary game. Yeah. So, I mean, with the sample size and the deficiencies in this game, but then the positives in this game, I got to go C+. Plus, but I think he has the ability to jump to an A in no time just with the fact that one goal made him look like a different player. 20 goals this year, man. Take it to the bank. We right had now. we had the uh, Chinikov good goal next t-shirt. We need to get a hold of Justin about a shot shot goal t-shirt. <laughs> just just win. It. It's his, fun. His, just just keep more speech. wins. It's fun. His cappy speech was great. I loved it. Yeah. Just, just win more. It's fun. And it is I, – I, I mean it too when I say his English has gotten much better in the last yeah. four months. It, it really has. And, and then him – like, I thought it was so great good. that Gavi's the one that gave him the, the, the Kepi too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they said something to each other in Russian. Did you see hear that before mm-hmm. they, they – they... Yeah. <laughs> how, how bad does this make Panarin look for not even attempting to learn English while he was here? He, he, knew, he English. knew English the whole time. I mean, Cam called he him out. Yeah. Just ask him. He knows English. <laughs> Yeah, he can speak English. They were friends. They were buddies. They talked all the time. Yeah, he, they he were great. Spoken, but yeah. So that's our that's our prospect report this week because we're going to Cleveland. We wanted to talk about some Cleveland players that have been up and down. We'll get you a up on the reform, up on the farm report next week or the week after because um, it sounds like you know with the week ahead, we're going to start the week 
doing a mobile podcast Sunday on the way back in my truck. So that should <laughs> be right. interesting. But uh, with that being said, we got three games coming up next week. Uh, are tomorrow, they all home? No, they're all away. We finally are going on the road. Nice. So are we, we going to get a – sorry. Are we going to get a special guest with the uh, sheriff that gets us at the sobriety checkpoint? <laughs> I'm going to be sober, boys. I'm driving. Yeah, what are you Zach, talking about? My wife listens to this fucking pod. Shut the fuck what, up. What the hell are you doing? What are you manifesting bad shit right now? What are you doing? That's all right. Like I said, I'm going to leave his little millennial ass in fucking Cleveland anyway. <laughs> it's an expensive hey, Uber. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm a millennial too, all right? He's, a, he, uh, he's actually Gen Zer. He's, Gen, he's Gen Zer, Z. Uh, even yeah. worse. Even yeah, worse. Yeah, 99 Gen Z. <laughs> That's right. So the week ahead looks like this. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, unless you're listening to this tomorrow, and today is Tuesday, uh, we will be playing the Florida Panthers. Um, that is a Hulu ESPN Plus exclusive, so there will be no Bally Sports coverage. Thanks. And then, I mean, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and then Thursday, <laughs> they'll travel a little farther up into uh, Florida, and they're going to visit our favorite team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, for those of you – that don't know that is December 15th and Nick Blankenberg will be at the blue line store at the arena signing autographs. Nice. Uh, it's also what else is that day. And it's also boomers. That birthday. may be my birthday. Hell so, yeah. What are you, what are you, turn, you turn 35, 29, 27 years young, 27. 29. That's right. Again, 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 Hell yeah. yeah. I'll be, I'll be three years younger than DK. So you do the math. But I'd like to add in, you guys also both just won the over-under. Six is down. <laughs> Ooh, hell yeah. But on that oh, day. we knew you were going above five and a half. Come on. But on that day, we play the Tampa Bay Lightning, and our bar is having a watch party, which is where I'm probably going to watch the game. So yeah. come to Nationwide Arena, get your Nick Blankenberg autograph, and then come to our bar and have or buy me a beer. That's right. Do both of those things. And then Saturday, they travel up to Boston to play the Bruins with a 1 p.m. start. So looking at those three games, what are your predictions, Kyle? What do you think is going to happen on this road trip? It's really our first multiple-game road trip of the season. Um, so for some reason, we always play Florida tough. I don't know what it is. About that, I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is. I, I can see Florida going over. We losing overtime to Florida. Florida's been kind of struggling though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not. They're not the team they were last year. That's for sure. Hey, Tarasov so, beat I, them the last time they were here. Yeah, what was that? Five one. I think no, that was that was New York. Uh, I mean, we beat we beat them last. Time. I can't remember. I think it was six two. Six two. Six to two. We killed them. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I don't know. And, and going down to Sunrise and playing in Sunrise is not like. Home court advantage or home ice advantage for them. I don't think that's well, because not a lot of people go to Brian B. Westy will be there cheering for us. That's right. Ah, oh, what a great time he is. I need to go back down and visit that guy. We all need to go down and visit him. Road trip, Florida road trip. Oh, I'm you guys do a road trip. I'll meet you there. I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I, I say, I say two, I say three, two, OTL. 3-2 OTL. What do you think about Florida, Zach? Uh, it's hard to say. We beat them 6-2 this year. They beat us 9-0 at one point last year. Uh, that was with Jonathan Huberdolt. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going. Yeah, it's the next game after a five game win, or sorry, six goal win. Uh, so we aren't going to score for shit. I'm going one three loss. Yeah, it looks like we're on the same path because this season's a roller coaster. We just had two down the hills and two up the hills, so we're probably going to go back down the hill. Or the team shows up for Pascal Vincent and gets him a dog. Oh, yeah. So I'm on the fence here. about that, yeah. I forgot I'm about thinking, that. I'm thinking it's going to be a low-scoring game, too. I'm thinking like a 2-1, 3-1 with an empty netter, but I'm trying to decide which way I want to go. I just think because we're coming off two wins, with our luck, we're probably looking at 3-1 bad guys. Probably. But with every Pascal, time I pick, I'm wrong, so that could be good for us. With Pascal Vincent, I'd like to change my answer to 4-2 good guys. Empty netter at the end. 4-2 good guys? All right, I'm going 3-1 bad guys. You're going 4-2 yeah. good guys. And you Pascal were, what figures was your, out the empty netter situation. Uh, what was your I, I said 3-2 OTL. 3-2 OTL, okay. Well, Tampa Bay will be Thursday. Tampa um, for Boomer's birthday. This is this is also a team that we played that we always play tough for no reason. Yeah, Tampa uh, in three. Tampa in three. <laughs> Tampa that was, three. Dude, that was my tweet for that entire series. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I say <clears throat> I don't know four two four two BJ's four two BJ's. Where are you at, Zach? Uh t- Pascal Vincent, I'm just going to be the optimist, and uh, he may not be coaching that game. Uh, ah, to the he, things, if Lars gets back with him, it won't be till Boston. Okay, okay so if it's Pascal Vincent, I'm going five three good guys. If it's Lars, I'm going five one bad guys. <laughs> oh my god, he's not Gavin Bayer, they're dude. Yes, he is. Seattle doesn't want him. If if y'all want to make some money, oh my god, take take Tampa Bay and give whatever the goal line is, because the Blue Jackets never win on my fucking birthday. Hey 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 hey! Sports betting's not legal in Ohio yet. We'll drive to Michigan. Find a good bookie is what he's trying to say. But Tampa or Tampa Bay is going to take this one. Hmm, 4-1, because they always play like shit on my birthday. But we're going to drink enough little beers with little boomer, and it ain't going to matter. I'll do yeah, one I love with it. you this time. Oh, it's so, going to be a legendary night, for sure. So Saturday, yeah, here's the best part. I've already rigged my schedule Friday to where I'm not doing any work. All I got to do is drive to Cincinnati and do a truck inspection for one of my techs. So I can nice. leave whenever I want. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Thursday's going to be fun, to say the slightest. But after we recover from Thursday and uh, kind of do nothing on Friday, we're going to have a 1 o'clock game on Saturday in Boston. What do you think about that one, Kyle? Oh, at Boston. Historically really bad at Boston. Historically bad against Boston. Boston's Uh, really freaking good this year. They've only lost three games. Four. They lost one. They're, what, 23-1 and or something like that? And they've only lost one at home. Oh my God! Yeah, I, whatever. I, I don't see. I just, there's no way. I four one Boston. They're so good right now. It's stupid, and our goaltending is a joke right now. There's no way. Zach, you know what? I'm uh, 
They they uh, lost their last game, didn't they? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure. But uh, I, I think it's almost Jello time. We're almost 30 games into the season. They won three. Uh, uh, they beat Vegas a, 3-1 last night. They beat Vegas 3-1 last night? Okay. <laughs> Vegas won well, the better team in the league. We're almost 30 games into the season. Just because Kyle said that, we're going to go 4-1 good guys. <laughs> and this is scary how close we are on the same path. Because this season's a goddamn roller coaster, and we're going to lose both games in Florida, and then take this trip all the way up the entire fucking East Coast to play one of the best teams in the damn league, we win 3-1. to one. The best team in the league. The best they team are the league. best team in the league. Yeah, like, we win three to one. A few games too, and we win three to one because there's no fucking reason we should beat this team. I love it. I love your logic. It's great. Yeah, and and so since I'm always wrong, we'll probably win both Florida games and lose the Boston game. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely. welcome. I got your four points. Hell yeah. So all right, let's go into our last little topic. This is something we've been discussing and thinking about doing. And with the StreamYard feature, we have the ability to live stream straight to Twitter or Twitch or YouTube or whatever we want to do. And I think we might live stream the game via Twitter on Tuesday. So anybody wants to jump into the stream, you can watch us talk about the game as it's going on. And we'll have the chat open so you can ask questions and we can all interact and, uh, if this goes good, this might be something we start doing more in the future. Yeah, I uh, I went ahead and posted a poll about a week and a half ago. We got pretty good feedback on the live streaming games portion of it. So, so yeah, it's, I think it's something something we're going to try Tuesday. Obviously, we're not going to do it Thursday because we're going to go out and celebrate little Boomer being on the planet. And then uh, we're all thankful for that. Yeah, and then Saturday being a one o'clock game, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing Saturday at one o'clock. But let's let's we're gonna try this Tuesday, see how it goes. If we get a good turnout, this might be something we do because the back end of the schedule is loaded with away games, so it's a way to still hang out, interact with people, and uh, have a good time while we're watching hockey. And then we can all be happy together or pissed off together. Yeah, we'll be together. That's all that matters. All that matters, especially on that road trip Sunday. I can't wait. I'm yeah, so that's, excited for that. That's 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 hashtag yeet, hashtag yeet yacht for charity. Hashtag yeet, yeet yacht. yacht. We're coming for you, baby. Frozen teddy bears and all. And, and if you're there, the if you do come to the game, I've already made contact with my buddy that works there. You will see the Bucket and Boomer crew on the big screen before that game is over. Hell yeah. So, Absolutely. Love Let's it. get it. And that being said, uh, you got any final thoughts there, Kyle? Uh, no, I, I think that, uh, I have nothing else. I think I'm gonna be done. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Uh, not a whole lot. Fuck Gavin Bayreuther. Uh, let's see if we can wow. pull out two of three this week. I like it. <laughs> so that being said, don't forget to go get your spirits from high bank distillery. Uh, check out their location in the Grandview yard or across from the Grandview yard or their new location up in the new, new Albany, Gahanna area award-winning spirits that we actually use ourselves. They are literally little boomer tested, little boomer approved. If you want to come hang out with us at a game, hop on SeatGeek. Use the code CBJA to get $20 off your first purchase. Start a new email. Get $20 off your second purchase. Start a new email. Get $20 off your third purchase. It works. 
we're not I did it in 2018. It we're works. We are, we are not endorsing this, but do it. I am yeah. absolutely endorsing this. I did it in 2018. It works. I got to see a Boone <laughs> Jenner hat trick and an Artemi Panarin fight for $18. Oh yeah, the Artemi Panarin fight. Oh, and then oh, that was don't forget to check oh, yeah. out. Don't forget to check out Parlay with their hundred screens and their man cave and all the sports action that they got going in the Short North Arena District area. And come January first, look for them for your live sports betting. But with that we, being said, we have a we have a watch party coming up there uh, or a pregame party at Parlay coming up on I believe it's the twenty seventh. Is it the twenty? Nice. Is there a game on the twenty seventh? Yes, um, we play Buffalo again. Yeah, everybody, please come hang out with us. I think it's before the. It's a home game, I believe. Yeah, uh, but we are doing a pregame party uh, at Parlay Sportsbook. It's right over there by the arena. So come come hang out with the artillery guys and and the bucket and boomer guys as well. I'm sure you guys will be there. Um, but we're we're going to be hanging out there doing some pregame activities, and and then we'll all walk over to the game together. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, so follow Bucket and Boomer and the CBJ Artillery on Twitter for more details to come soon. Absolutely. But with that being said, boys, on behalf of Big Booner CBJ, Bucket Hat Kyle, I'm Lil Boomer. Peace, love, and hockey.